When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Sean Anderson of the CHGO White Sox podcast, and I am coming to you before a previously recorded episode with Herb and Vinny to tell you about news that we found out around 5 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, We recorded our episode around 2 p.m. We talked about some outfield signings uh, around the league, but then through the White Sox Twitter account and through Liam Hendricks' own Instagram account, uh, we have learned that Liam Hendricks is beginning treatment for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. On his Instagram page, Liam wrote, Recently I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hearing the word cancer comes as a shock to my wife and I, as it does to millions of families each year. However, I am resolved to embrace the fight and overcome this new challenge with the same determination I have used when facing other obstacles in my life. My treatment begins tomorrow, and I am confident that I will make a full recovery and be back on the mound as soon as possible. I know with the support of my wife, my family, my teammates, and the Chicago White Sox organization, along with the treatment and care I get from my doctors, I will get through this. White Sox general manager Rick Hahn also released a statement saying, Our thoughts and reactions at this time are for Liam, the person, not Liam, the baseball player. I know the entire Chicago White Sox organization, our staff, his teammates, and certainly White Sox fans will rally in support of Liam and Christy during the coming months. Knowing everyone involved, especially Liam, we are optimistic he will pitch again for the White Sox as soon as viable. In the meantime, we will do everything in our power to support our teammate and his family as they face this challenge while also respecting their privacy. We do not expect to have any updates on Liam's playing status prior to opening day at the very earliest. You can follow Liam on Twitter at Hendricks underscore 31. We will have more on this situation tomorrow at 4 p.m. on the CHGO White Sox show, but obviously our thoughts are with the fantastic person that we know Liam Hendricks to be. We hope him the best in his fight, uh, and we know that all of Chicago and our CHGO listeners will rally around our closer. Now here is the previously recorded episode. Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into a remote version of the CHGO White Sox podcast. We have the full CHGO White Sox crew with you. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We have Vinny Duber uh, back from Australia and now in a completely different city. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer and Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Still hungover from 108 day yesterday, even though today is 108 day on Sunday. Uh, and you can follow uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Uh, how was your night last night, Herb? Um, just, I mean, I'm 44 now, so I can't do the things I used to do, but I continued to do it last night, and I'm paying for it today. I mean, just dumb. You know, didn't drink water in between drinks 
all that stuff. But the enjoyable time we had last night is consistent with the 108 day at Reggie's. So that's a great facility also because great music downstairs and then great drinks upstairs and the great um, atmosphere with the White Sox fans of the 108 and Sox machine people. So uh, I enjoyed myself, but you can hear, hear my voice. It's a little hoarse today. It's not like yeah. Harvey Firestein. I'll, I'll be very, uh, very cautious of that and i won't be too loud for you today we'll, we'll keep it a quiet uh, little uh, you know light chgo white Sox podcast um yeah uh, you get to hook up with lawrence holmes though and the Sox machine people uh you know it's uh, it's it's Sox fest but you know very much smaller uh so congrats to the 108 guys uh for having their 108 day um we got some stuff on the docket today um aj pollock got his money so we'll be talking about aj pollock heading to seattle we'll talk about adam ingle also heading out to the west coast to herb's old place in second Second team, the Padres. Uh, Jake Marisnik is now a White Sox slash Charlotte Knight. Uh, and then we will also talk about the most meaningless game uh, in baseball in 2022. Uh, let's jump into AJ Pollock. Uh, we met him for a very brief time. He wasn't even a White Sox for a year. Uh, very surprising when he left the White Sox and opted out. And he ends up getting seven and a half million from the uh, Mariners today. And that is the largest or most money ever guaranteed to a free agent hitter uh, by the Mariners is $7 million. So uh, he didn't recoup the full 13 and a half, but uh, getting close uh, to that number. Uh, what do we make of AJ Pollock going out West? Good, uh, good uh, pickup by the Mariners. It seems, I mean, uh, you know, they're putting together a collection, uh, you know, of players that they think might be able to compete in that AL West. Obviously they got the juggernaut out there with the Astros, but AJ Pollock seems like the kind of uh, role player who could, who could really help out the Mariners uh, with some of the, uh, uh, the bigger names that they've got, or, or at least a, a volume of players that they've got out there. Um, you know, good on the Mariners to pick up a, a veteran guy who who does a couple things really, really well. Um, you know, he obviously wasn't going to fit, I think, moving forward as a uh, everyday player for the White Sox and shockingly uh, opted out of that, uh, that contract <laughs> to allow them to find a better fit, obviously. In Andrew Benintendi, uh, you say he, he just about got the money back, but not all of it. So if you're uh, counting, if you're counting the pennies and the dollars out there, uh, uh, AJ Pollock uh, made the, uh, the the wrong business decision by about a half a million dollars. But uh, I guess when you've got thirteen million dollars, what's another half million, right? Uh, who 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 really, who really cares if you're already uh, counting them, counting your millions rather than your that rather than your thousands? But uh, so uh, good on good on the M's for getting a player in Pollock, and good on Pollock for finding a job that nearly paid him as much as he he might have made had he stayed in Chicago and I think that he probably like you were talking about Sean probably be in a platoon maybe with uh, Jared Kelnick out there in left field uh, righty lefty platoon even though Kelnick is a plus outfielder AJ's an average outfielder uh, especially for the left field so they can have a platoon where the guys are ex uh, exploded to the places that they exceed uh, excel the best with AJ Pollock crushing left-handers and now Jared Kelnick is a young player who uh, supposedly is supposed to crush right-handers and so it's a perfect uh, a storm out there but as Vinny said hey man that was a gamble you took I don't know if it was a smart gamble because you didn't recoup your money you almost got it all back but still like is their situation out there in Seattle that much better yes. than it would have been with the White Sox yes I mean, the White Sox wouldn't have Andrew Benintendi. They, he would have had left field to himself. Like, for, for everything that we talk about, if A.J. Pollock says, I'm coming back for that $13 million, he's the left fielder for the most part. And so 
this is a platoon. Maybe he'll the numbers will look better, and maybe the team will perform better than the, what the White Sox did or will do in twenty twenty three. But I don't know if it's a great move. Like it didn't really the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. You had to sit out all this time to get a deal that's less than what he would have got for the White Sox. So c- congratulations, but I don't think it was a great move for him. I think it will work out well for the Mariners, though. Yeah, I mean, he's he's on a better team. So, I mean, I, I would I think it makes sense for him in that sense. And also, we could just look at his career. Started in Arizona, then went to L.A., then a brief stop in Chicago, and then back out in the West Coast. So I think he just likes that sort of cooking out there. Uh, and plus, you know, Jared Kelnick, even though, uh, you know, I know you wanted to trade him for Aloy Jimenez, Herb. All the time. Uh, <laughs> looking at the platoon, it's it's kind of top-heavy uh, with A.J. Pollock really carrying the load. Uh Kelnick in his career versus right-handers, an OPS of 658. Uh, Pollock last year, a OPS of 935 uh, uh, versus left-handers. So uh, even though he wasn't a plus defender, he still had his moments. He still had uh, a couple of home run robberies. Uh, I think of the Alex Bregman one in the like 21 to 5 slaughtering uh, back at Guaranteed Rate Field. But I think Pollock can win this job. He could be the starting you know, right fielder for for the Mariners. And if not, uh, right now, Fangraphs has him slotted as their DH. So he's going to be getting plate appearances for a postseason team. And, you know, obviously they might not win that division because the Astros are pretty good, but they haven't really bolstered that rotation after losing Justin Verlander. The White Sox are fine letting Jose Abreu go. Uh, you know, maybe that AL West is for the taking, especially if A.J. Pollock hits like he did against left-handers. And, you know, maybe his... We, we talked about when the White Sox acquired him, Vinny, uh, you know, his ability to hit right handers and left handers was about equal when he was in L.A. So maybe the uh, fortunes against right handers turns around. Yeah, I mean, listen, A.J., um, he's a he's a, he's a fine hitter. And, and I think that, you know, if he goes somewhere where he doesn't have to be the guy or, or one of the guys, then that's great. And I think that's what he was supposed to be on the White Sox. Um, and then. All those injuries happen, all the underperformances happen, and there was a lot more focus maybe on what A.J. Pollock was doing on a daily basis just because people, White Sox fans and, and people following this team knew that Yohan Moncada wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing and Yasmani Grandal wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. And, you know, all of a sudden A.J. Pollock's the fourth or fifth best hitter on this team when he was supposed to be hitting eighth all year, and, and it didn't really work out that way, obviously. So um, if he can go somewhere where he's a little bit more uh, buried in the lineup or, or part of the – just kind of part of the mix as opposed to – a relied relied upon player in the mix, then maybe he has some more success or, or at least, you know, the um, perception of his, his, of his success is different by Mariners fans and folks following that Seattle team than it was uh, for his year here in Chicago. Very odd for uh, him to get signed by the Mariners. That's not the Poto's thing. That's not his MO. He's yeah. usually trying to trade for people. So very odd for him to do that. And remember they traded for Teosco Hernandez, who I think will be playing the majority of right field out there in Seattle for them because he's got a better arm than what AJ or Kelnick can bring to the table. And so I think, you know, if uh, best case scenario for AJ is like you said, he just outperforms Jared Kelnick and he takes that job from day one and he's gets majority of the starts. I think it's going to be more like Jared Kelnick's going to be playing a lot because He's a highly titled prospect. They trade a lot of people for to get from the Mets um, or they traded away uh, Diaz and other players to get from the Mets. He's going to play. The, there's no doubt about it. He's a highly titled prospect that only has one more option left. So you can't really be sending him back and forth to AAA Tacoma too much. So I think 
the majority of the time will go to him. AJ will probably perform well in his uh, lefty splits when he face, uh, faces a versus a left-hander out there out west. Yeah, they still got another top prospect or former top prospect uh, on their bench too, a left-hander yeah. uh, Taylor Trammell, uh, former former Padre. So uh, hey, maybe uh, Trammell could end up beating out Kelnick. But uh, when you look and at what the lineup, Kyle Lewis is he still doing things? I think he left. Uh, I think Kyle Lewis was released or he was traded or something. Um, yeah, he's a Diamondback now. Wow, former Rookie of the Year. Who is that swap was a, a weird one too. It was uh, yeah Cooper Hummel, uh, who is also I think like a top outfielder for them. So I think it was kind of like an even deal or so. I think they both okay. were seen uh, about Change one scenery, more, even though, Yeah, even though Kyle Lewis was rookie of the year. Um, should have been Luis Robert. Anyways, uh, let's take a quick break here. Um, and that lineup does look crazy. Uh, I do think the Mariners probably, uh, I don't know if they made themselves the favorite, but I wouldn't be shocked if they won the AL West uh, this year just after that fantastic year, uh, loading up that rotation. And now you got Julio Rodriguez, Ty France, Eugenio Suarez, Teoscar Hernandez, like Herb said, Colton Wong, who many White Sox fans wanted, uh, Cal Raleigh, who might be one of the better uh catchers in the league uh jp crawford's got a solid glove you got aj pollock jared kelenic and then uh dylan moore tom murphy sam haggerty and taylor chamel off the bench uh pretty solid squad they got out there uh in cool cool job yeah. but uh uh they you, you don't pronounce their name the houston astros so they will not be winning the al west all right there you go sean Sean just ready to Sean just ready to move on from the reigning world champions who added the best player on the White Sox and one of the best hitters in baseball. And oh then, no, they lost Justin Verlander. They have like four other guys who were in the Cy Young running, and uh, and uh, oh god, now they're just terrible. The Mariners are going to walk right over them. Come on, Sean. AJ Pollock put him over the top. I think so. I think so. I think AJ Pollock was that finishing piece. Uh, you know, Andrew Benatendi was the finishing piece for. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Carlos Correa was the finishing piece for the uh, New York Mets, as Steve Cohen described it. And uh, AJ Pollock was that finishing piece for the 2023 AL West Seattle Mariners. Uh, make sure. Uh, people, when you are looking for gifts in your life for the sports fan, uh, that you're going to the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side. They'll even get co- uh, Vinny covered in KC uh, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. You can get decked out like Damar with apparel from leaders in sports and merch and collectibles. FOCO, if you're looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. So check out FOCO.com, that's F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below. And for all non-presale items, use promo code CHGO for 10% off. And don't remember, or don't forget, uh, the Andrew Benatendi bobblehead uh, is not a presale item. So you can get uh, the Andrew Benatendi Arkansas bobblehead uh, for 10% off right now if you want to check that Woo, out at FOCO.com. <laughs> He's a hog. Uh, and then we got to let you know about Game Time. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You ever dreamed of sitting in a seat and never thought you could at the 50 yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, right up on the glass at a hockey game? It is possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on these seats you never thought you could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. They play thursday at the united center or bulls tickets they play friday at the united center and game time was created by the fans for the fans and that's why they guarantee the lowest price out there and if you find a better deal let game time know after you bought your tickets and they will make sure to match it 110 percent herb or was it just 100 
in Herb Zombie. Okay, because it's, yeah, it's probably a siren. Uh, 110%. Thank you. So if you'll have CHGO, then you'll have game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Got to stay on your toes. Uh, I was doing, I was, I was in my uh, little, you know, read section here and I, I thought, you know, Herb, Herb, Herb is unmuted, but you probably were dealing with all those sirens and uh, loud drivers sure. that you got. People are honking a lot around my <laughs> building. I don't know what's going on today. It's weird. Uh, and they probably know I got a hangover and a headache. Like, here we go. I think they're sending off Adam Engel. You know, uh, he, he's going out west. He's going to your team, San Diego, signs a minor league deal. Adam Engel, uh, a long tenured White Sox, uh, former traffic uh, out of Louisville, has been with the team since 2017. Uh, what, what's he bringing to your new squad in, in San Diego? Or what's he bringing to his new squad in San Diego, your second squad? Her? He's bringing like he was here. He was a plus outfielder despite the drop in Baltimore. Uh, a guy who still, despite all that, was a plus outfielder. Was outs above average, I think, was like at four. Um, a guy that can steal base or three. So when he's out there, he's probably going to be either a straight platoon with gold Glover, uh, Trent Grisham, more likely he'll be a replacement late in the game for Fernando Tatis, either in right or left field, because he can play those positions uh, very well without any problem. And Fernando Tatis will be the first time he is out there for his major league career as a starter. So look for him to be a pinch runner and I think San Diego fans are going to fall in love with him because they're going to put him in the right position to succeed. We've seen him in 2019 after he came back from um, the minors. And Frank Minichino worked with him down in Charlotte, came back with a power bat. And tw- 2020 was good. 2021, not as good. And 2022, his offensive production just fell off the table. I don't know if that's due to the hamstring he had to deal with in 2021, where he was out for a significant amount of time for the White Sox, and it just lingered on to, to 2022. But he should be healthy, and he should be contributing to the Padres uh, very well and put him in into that fourth or fifth outfielder role that pretty much closed the door on Jerickson Profar coming back to the Padres. So another person, if the White Sox wanted to check out and see if Jerickson Profar can still play second base, it might be a good um, thing for them to look into because he's a solid player who hits from the left side of the plate. But I'm nothing but greatness out there for uh, Adam Engel. All he has to do is do his job that he was paid to do here for the White Sox. But there, I think it'll be a little bit better situations to do it there and a little bit more healthy than he was with the White Sox. It's all about the bat with Adam Engel. I mean, this is a guy who was a, a glove first outfielder when he started with the White Sox. And, you know, it, it took a little bit for the bat to catch up. And, and until it did, people were wondering, okay, what kind of place does he have on this team? Yeah, you can catch the ball and, and rob home runs, but that doesn't really earn you much in the way of major league playing time if you can't hit to go along with it. Um, he's kind of back to that spot. Uh, you know, after a pretty down year offensively in 2022, uh, you know, for his sake, here's hoping that he can show up to spring training with, with San Diego and, and rediscover what he was doing offensively for those couple of years with the White Sox when that bat was major league caliber to go along with a really, really good glove. Um, you know, if not, he's going to be a, a fringe guy and, and it's going to be a question of whether or not he belongs on that Padres roster. But if he can hit the way he did uh, in, in 20 and 21 here on the South side, then yeah, he's got a spot as a fourth outfielder. He really looked like the stereotypical fourth outfielder there mm-hmm. uh, for a while with the Sox. Uh, now it's getting back to that because you got to hit and if you're going to be able to uh, get some playing time at the big league level.
Yeah, just bad luck. I mean, I, probably the definition of a grinder, uh, wearing the number 41 and then changing it to 15, just a very grinder move from Adam Engel. Uh, but also, like, 25 extra base hits in 75 games over 2020 and 2021. And the big thing is he probably had a lot of different opportunities to get playing time in 2021 with the injuries, but him himself was also injured. And that's why we saw Brian Goodwin get so many opportunities with the White Sox. So you just look at 2020 and 2021, and it just seems like missed opportunities from Adam Engel just because he really was finding his stride. And I think you make great points, Herb, that, you know, obviously – He's going to play better outfield defense than Fernando Tatis Jr. That's a given. Um, but even we know that he'll steal bags. Uh, he's got a great stolen base to caught stealing uh, ratio, 47 stolen bags to 17. And now with the new rules, uh, he might even see a, a bigger jump with that. He is extremely fast and extremely athletic. And I found this stat. Um, apparently, when he robbed Wilson Contreras on May 22nd of a home run, uh, that was his eighth home run robbery, which tied him for fifth currently yes fifth among active players with justin upton for most home run robberies uh and we mm-hmm. saw one of them too uh with jesse winker we we know yep. how good this glove can be and i just think again like you you have bad luck with the injuries in 2020 and 2021 and then you have awful luck with that play in baltimore in 2022 adam ingle makes that 99 out of 100 times coming down in that line and, and catching that five ball and, and the white Sox win that game uh, I'm not going to say that would rewrite the White Sox season because Luis Robert still later on in that game was trying to take swags at uh, hacks at Felix Bautista and, you know, was was uh, clearly just in so much pain that that was probably more of a bigger issue than Adam Engel. But, you know, it's 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 a guy that I think means a lot to the uh, the rebuild White Sox. So it's kind of a, an old face leaving. And I don't know. I just wanted to give him a little bit of props here. I don't know if he's going to make a huge splash. If he's healthy, maybe. Um, but it's a lot of what ifs for Adam Engel. I think everything has to really go right for him to have a, a successful time out there in San Diego. But like you said, they're not really looking for him to to change the world in San Diego. So we, we wish him well. Uh, yeah, he's got uh, still like 90th percentile sprint speed, 90th on outfield jump. And then the walls out there in San Diego are small. They're short. I think they're only about seven feet tall or eight feet tall. So He'll be making a couple more home run robberies if he gets the chance. There you go. And uh, I think, too, uh, we did see one. Uh, we were sitting there in Section 108, and uh, Jesse Winker, your guy, hits a skying fly ball, and Adam Engel uh, just goes directly vertical up in the air uh, in the rain. It was a, a real sick catch, and we saw uh, just from that angle and viewpoint, uh, Adam Engel's red glove just pop up over the wall and then come back down with it. Uh, so, yeah, some fun stuff from, from Adam Engel. Always a fun player to watch. Hey, he deserves um, his props. Yeah, it was a very, um, I think initially I didn't like the player because I thought, like Vinny said, glove only, but he turned himself into a good hitter. And I just think that he can go back to that. He sometimes he would come up, he looked dangerous. As you were talking about the extra base hits he had in 2020 and 2021, he looked dangerous with the bat after he came back working, oddly enough, with Frank Minicano. So I think he can recapture that out there in San Diego and out there in the NL West. Yeah, we'll see. And then uh, let's talk about uh, a new addition to the White Sox. Out with the old, in with the new. Uh, Kenny Van Doren uh, with Inside Astros at the Vandalorian uh, tweeted on Jan 6th, the White Sox have signed former Astros outfielder Jake Marisnik to a minor league deal with an invite to Major League Spring Training. A source told Astros Future, if Marisnik makes the Major League roster, he will be paid $1.3 million, uh, the source added. So uh, Jake Marisnik now going to be a, a White Sox, and he's going to be maybe contending for that fourth outfield spot with uh, Victor Reyes. 
Billy Hamilton. Uh, what do we make of this kind of quad A uh, battle going on? I also do want to update. Uh, no Mark Payton. Mark Payton is going to, uh, I believe, Korea. Uh, so Mark Payton no longer in the White Sox organization. No. We'll see what happens. Uh, you've got to well, her try to sell that one a little bit more. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with those with those group of veterans in uh, in spring training. But um, you know, I, I I wouldn't be you know putting a lot of money down on on any of those guys making a huge impact this year. But listen, it's depth, and uh, you know they'll they'll show up to spring training and and try to impress. Uh, Billy Hamilton jumps out because he's a guy that can be deployed in some very specific situations to me. Um, you know, um, Marisnik has been around. Uh, Reyes has been around. Uh, they can do the job uh, if they need to. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm curious what sort of opportunity those guys get if they do get a spot, take up a spot on that major league roster. I mean, Andrew Benintendi is not giving up many games in left field unless you know, and, you know, if healthy. Same goes with Luis Robert in the center field. You'd expect, we would all expect, I think, Oscar Colas to get a bulk of the playing time in right field. But then again, you got Gavin Sheets. Uh, you know what I mean? I think a lot of people thought that he was going to be a guy that was going to be removed from that mix, you know, to, to kind of break that log jam of guys that could only play a certain kinds of position. But Gavin Sheets is still here, and right now he's he's a right fielder, uh, you know, because Andrew Vaughn is likely going to get the vast majority of the playing time at first base. So, I would expect Sheets to get the opportunities that you would think would go to all those guys that you just mentioned. Now, you know, maybe Hamilton or Reyes or, or Marisnik does make the team and they're there just to go play, you know, two innings of right field or two innings of, you know. But if you're upgrading the defense with Benintendi and left and Colas and right, how many, how much opportunity is there even for a defense first guy? So um, these guys are here to provide some depth. Uh, you know, if, if something does happen health-wise, and it seems to always happen health-wise, uh, you know, you can bring those guys up to provide something. But I think your fourth outfielder right now is Gavin Sheets, even if he can't go and play center and left. In the case of an emergency, you do have Larry Garcia, who can, uh, who can play those positions in a pinch uh, if need be. And I think it's a good signing. I mean, depending on how you look at it, baseball savant has his uh, arm strength at 61 for 2021. In 2022, it jumped up to the 96 percentile. How? How do you get a stronger arm in what is seventh, eighth year in uh, Major League Baseball? Small sample size. He had yeah. one throw of 122 or something. Yeah, and so his sprint <laughs> speed also has uh, declined, but it's still in the 85th percentile of Major League Baseball. Just like Adam Engel, this will be uh, a glove first guy. And as uh, Vinny says, if he's on the team, Gavin Sheets is probably the fourth outfielder slash DH uh, replacement for Aloy. So he's going to get more of the playing time than all the players that you mentioned going for minor league deals for the White Sox. But I could see Jake Marisnik or Billy Hamilton or um, Victor Reyes making the team, not all three. And if they play way too much, that's not a good thing because they get exposed to who the players are in their major league career really quickly. Yeah. I don't know if I'm worried about them getting exposed too much. I, I, I would think if I, any of these guys made the team, maybe Reyes would only make the team for his bat only just because he's, he's more of a corner outfielder, but Marisnik has center field, uh, uh, you know, experience Billy Hamilton has center field experience. You look at the roster and Luis Roberts, the only other guy, on the roster with center field experience. So I think it just makes sense with the way that this team is currently structured. But again, we'll have to see 
Jake Marisnik take, you know, 12 to 15 at bats in spring training and Victor Reyes take 12 to 15 at bats in spring training and figure out what this looks like. Cause you know, I, I don't think there's a clear cut winner right now, just because all of these guys seem to be middling, you know, bottom roster guys in Marisnik class played for the pirates. And, you know, they were looking for anybody who could swing a bat at a major league level. And Marisnik can kind of do that. I, I just, I don't see, I, I mean, really, I, if, if everybody's healthy, I don't see any of these guys making the team. I mean, right. I mean, cause where are they playing? What is the opportunity they're getting to play? I mean, here's the thing too. Your DH in the case of an emergency can play outfield. Like the, the reason you have these guys is that hopefully they go to triple a. And then if you got to put one of your starting three outfielders on the injured list, then they come up and play. But uh, I just don't see a lot of opportunity for these guys. You're talking about, these guys being one of these guys making the team as a fifth outfielder or as a fifth and a half outfielder. If you're talking about Aloy and Leary who aren't going anywhere, um, you know, even if they're not going to be playing a lot of outfield, I just don't see the opportunity worth soaking up a roster spot with these guys. Uh, you know, I, I think you, you get a backup, uh, you get a backup outfielder, a backup infielder um, and, uh, and, and, and a backup catcher. And there's not really that much left. I, I see your point. I just, I don't know if Gavin, like, we, we Rick's talked about a trade and I, I don't know. I think Gavin is somewhat maybe interesting to teams. So like I, I could see Gavin off this team and maybe that's, you know, they, they trade away that bat for somebody who's a little bit more sure gloved uh, in, as a replacement. But uh, you're right. I think right now, you know, if no moves are made from here, I don't see any of these guys making uh, the opening day roster. Uh, like you said, unless unless there is injury. But uh, Jake Mersnick, uh, you'll see him uh, at least uh, in spring training. Could be a Jonathan Lucroy, uh, if, if anything. Uh, we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll let you know about uh, the most meaningless game in MLB in 2022. we got to let you know the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and business in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can f- help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC system, commercial equipment, or industrial processes. And an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goal and needs. And these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. And within three to four weeks, customer will see, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. And each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple paybacks. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering B-I-Z. That's comed.com slash powering B-I-Z. And you can email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online at our website at comed.com slash facility assessment. We also got to let you know about DraftKings Sportsbook, the fans, the tradition, the glory. There is nothing more thrilling than college football, and it all comes down to the national championship game happening on Monday. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook, and you have the TCU Horn Frogs versus the Georgia Bulldogs uh, coming up on Monday. The Georgia Bulldogs are 12 point favorites right now in DraftKings Sportsbook. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly win or lose plus everyone can combine multiple bets for bigger payouts with DraftKings same game parlay so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use code CHGO and new customers can bet just five dollars on college football and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly that's code CHGO only at DraftKings Sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details all right I want to bring this post up from uh, Reddit uh, from constant underscore Gardner Uh, and you know we did so many 
pre and post games, uh, especially near the end, we really weren't sure what they were playing for. And I felt very vindicated when this post came across because Constant Gardner was looking for the most meaningless game in Major League Baseball. And basically what they did was they limited all games, which a team had something to play for, division title, wild card spot, home field play- advantage in the playoff, higher playoff seating. Um, and then after he did that, uh, 94% of games were eliminated. So, you know, just kind of shows you how important uh, all 162 are uh, when 94% of games can get eliminated. Uh but then that got you down to uh, an 83 uh, candidate list. Uh, and most of them are September games, some October games as well. Uh, a lot of different White Sox games as well. But to determine which one was the most pointless out of all of those, uh, he took out great performances. So pitchers with a game score over 75. An example of that, September 24th, Sandy Alcantara, eight innings, three hits, one earned run, one walk, 11 Ks. That's a big game. That wasn't worthless, right? Uh, Dylan Cease almost having a no-hitter. That wouldn't have been a worthless game, right? That was a, a very important game. Uh, and then batters who had eight-plus hits, uh, one of those games uh, being the Cubs-Reds. Or, or Sorry, uh, one of those games being uh, – was it Cubs Reds? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, being uh, uh, Cubs Reds, and it was Hunter Green uh, going six innings and two hits. Uh, but then there was also record pursuits. Uh, Albert Pujols was chasing the career home run record. Dodgers were chasing the win record. Aaron Judge's home run pursuits, right? Those games weren't. Uh, there was some saying goodbye moments. Jose Abreu's last game as a White Sox. Uh, Wilson Contreras' final game at Wrigley. In which he did not play. Which he did. Well, no, the October 4th one is... The, his the actual last game played yeah. you mean yes yeah, so they that that one was not like the october 5th one is still available i guess gotcha. uh then mlb debuts uh you know we saw bo naylor for the the guardians make his debut on october 1st um and then there were some award finalists too making their uh plate appearances and stuff like that uh you know you had Adley rushman playing games and was finishing second place in rookie of the year uh so you got down to 24 games and then something interesting happened uh you know Tony LaRusso stepped down on October 3rd and the White Sox win. Uh, so that game was eliminated. Uh, the White Sox and Twins at September 28th, it capped off the White Sox longest losing streak of the year. Um, and then there were some rookies playing, right? But the most meaningless game, I'll get to the point, September 29th, White Sox versus Twins, a local noontime on a cool Thursday in Minnesota, two eliminated teams with nothing to play for, no player who finished in the top five in MVP, Cy Young or Rookie of the Year voting appeared. No records were being sought after. No legends saying goodbye. Only a few rookies got to play. No one made their debut. There was no outstanding performances. No batter hit a home run. No pitcher went deeper than five innings. No reliever struck out the side. There were no 10 pitching uh, changes made for some reason. Attendance was poor and the home team lost. It was a game and it took place. And uh, that's how I really felt like most of the games were uh, in late September and October. So I don't know. I just wanted to share that. Uh, Herb and Vinny, when we were kind of sitting there, and even though you made the trip out to Minnesota for those games. I was uh, there. I was at that one. You know, uh, uh, sometimes our our job doesn't mean anything, I think. Hey, I got, I got, a, I got to have some delicious arepas that night in, in Minneapolis. So Very nice. Well, wor- well worth it. Not meaningless to me. Uh, no, I remember that. I remember the, being there for there for that day. And you're right. It was just. I mean, listen, day games, a, a midweek day game at the end of a series always has the same feel to it for the most part. Whether it's April, whether it's July, 
whether it's September, but man, when you get down to the end there, the, the, the way that those two teams were, you know, the guardians had, had run away with things at that point. Uh, and it really, I mean, listen, those were the two teams that were the, the Kings of the, uh, the Kings of the central, the previous two years and the guardians just blew past them in 2022. Um, they were both seeming kind of like, oh, God, we got to play 10 more games. Uh, and of course, that wasn't what we were hearing from the players. So I don't want to put those words in their mouths. But uh, but certainly it had that vibe to it. And, ooh, yeah, that's just just what are we doing here? Was that a was that a uh, who started that game for the Sox? Lucas Giolito. He went. Yeah. Yes. Five innings, yeah. gave up yeah. two earned and left the game with a five ERA. For the, yeah. for the season yeah Price mark payton was who we talked to he must have done something <laughs> in that game he we talked to him after that game it was lucas and mark payton oh geez i'm trying to find Just, i'm pulling up the box score right now yeah uh, yeah lucas giolito pitched relieved by jimmy lambert in this in the sixth inning so he went out for the sixth inning and got relieved by uh jimmy mark lambert payton. Air. mark payton got oh. his first rbi that's First major right. league RBI. Yeah, I think that is. I think there you that. Go. So again, so it's not even meaningless. Mark Payton got his first MLB RBI. That's and, then is off, and now he's off to Asia. That, <laughs> that tells you all you to need Japan. to know. A big significant thing for Mark Payton. Like, nah, who cares? No, nobody cares about that Korean baseball league player. Get him out. Oh here. man, yeah, uh, yeah. The White Sox used six pitchers in that game. Like that <laughs> game mattered. They're trying to win that game. It mattered to Miguel Cairo. They built Billy Hamilton scored and played in that game. Uh, oh my yeah, God. I mean, that, that's they both, just both teams use six pitchers each. Oh, and I mean, and, and I mean, even, like Liam walked the guy too. Like he didn't even have a clean, clean end of the game. Uh, just, just ugly stuff from, uh, from the White Sox and Twins. Both pitchers uh, had a game score of fifty four. Both the, five innings. Both earned runs or two. Both walked multiple people. Just like a ugh, black game, but it looked like the weather was good. Sixty-one degrees. There you go. True, sunny. Hey. It was nice and sunny. And uh, a game time of three eleven. So at least it wasn't. Uh, at least it wasn't super long. Uh, but anyways, that's you gonna do it. it right there. You you had the, it. It's you... the color of your energy. What? Ah, uh, there you go. Okay. Or... I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't need to make three eleven. You're all jokes. mixed up, I Sean. Could... Oh, I. We'll end it now. I don't need okay. to start making three eleven references. <laughs> So be, here all, be here all night. So we're going down. Is it, are these just three eleven references that you guys are doing now? Obviously, one of Herb's uh, favorite bands. <laughs> they made three songs, and they're all the same chords. Sounded great. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence, the biggest three eleven fan I know. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall twenty three. He's our CHGO no, White Herb, Sox community. Seventeen leader. songs that I actually like. Sorry, <laughs> the replies to this thing. Herb's gonna go listen to some Blue October. Uh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We will talk to you on Monday at four p.m. for the CHGO Live White Sox show. We'll talk to you then. Go Sox.